the secret sauce here was using that technical expertise in AI and the expertise, the, the medical pathology expertise together. The spacecraft will fly through those clusters and collect a lot of information about those particular uh, Trojan asteroids. You get to use the internal research program and work on things that, that really matters to you. The benefit of being in San Antonio is we have a multicultural city. All these different perspectives and experiences that people have gives us even more creativity and lets us find more innovative technical solutions to some of the most challenging problems from deep sea to deep space. The world's largest mobile robot, finding treatments for breast cancer, and even a mission to discover the origins of our solar system. That's just some of the unique and groundbreaking research going on at the Southwest Research Institute, or SWERI, right here in San Antonio. The scientists and engineers at SWERI put the Alamo City on the map when it comes to collaboration and innovation. The Institute's fascinating projects attract some of the greatest minds in science and engineering to San Antonio. We spoke with SWERI President and CEO Adam Hamilton and Hakima Iberodin, who is part of a team that won an international competition with a revolutionary way to diagnose breast cancer. I know you mentioned that you started at Sori as your very first job out of school, ended up staying with it. Tell me a little bit about the work you do, the kinds of projects that you work on, and just kind of what your path personally was like at Sori. Um, yes, um, I so I graduated with a bachelor and and a master's in electrical engineering at UTSA, and f the first uh, day at Sori in my internship was. Um, it, it it was just the best thing. I, I thought um, this is the coolest place. I wanna I wanna work here. Um, it, it the 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 diversity of, of project and the uh, talent that is uh, at Suwari is just amazing. Um, so uh, in my career, in the 15 years that I've been working at Suwari, I've worked on a uh, different ver various type of projects from developing software for um, training uh, people that will uh, uh, drive construction equipment to um, developing software for uh, flight test uh, uh, for big aerospace companies um, and, and to lead this uh, area, uh, the, this new business area for us and focusing on the medical, uh, on developing tools that can help doctor facilitate diagnostic and um, and. Th this has been really a, the the most uh, amazing place to work at. When you talk about all of the different wide-ranging types of research that are happening and all the different partners that are working together, I mean, I'm just trying to imagine if you haven't been to Surrey and actually seen it in action, I mean, where do you find all of just these teams of engineers? I mean, are these all just small groups working alongside? How, how, just kind of describe to me the structure of Swery a little bit. Well, we have nine different technical divisions. That includes everything from chemistry and physics to all the, the main engineering disciplines. And that's all kind of wrapped around a, a core administrative group that really gets a lot of the documentation done, keeps the business part of the organization running. And Swery is a nonprofit, right? Yes, we are established as a nonprofit started in 1947. 73 years later, we're still a not-for-profit. We still have the same basic mission that, we've had, that we had in, on day one. So it's a great place to be. If you're really a, a scientist or engineer or techn technical person or somebody who likes to work with those kinds of people, mm -hmm. I think it'd be hard to find a better place to work. 
I want to talk a little bit about a recent project that you worked on uh, with a team of Swery engineers and UT health pathologists. Um, explain for me a little bit about, about what that project was. Yeah. So um, for uh, quite some time, we, we had an idea. We wanted to take our um, expertise in artificial intelligence, which AI and and take that that expertise and and do more work in the biomedical field. Mm -hmm. So um, it, it's something that that a group at Swaris tried to do a couple years ago, um, and it didn't go very far. But I think with the recent advances in in uh, uh, in, in AI and having done a lot of those uh, use this technology for different applications for uh, uh, different customers I think it was really a good time for us to try and see if we could use those algorithms we developed for uh, other application and and see if we could solve problems in in the medical field so the good start was to look at the grand challenge and and the grand challenge is a, is a place where a uh, website where they list all of the big problems uh in the medical uh imaging uh area okay so uh we we picked that was a challenge that we were very interested in it, it was the uh, uh the the breast bath cue challenge which is a uh, uh a challenge for regressing a, a, a specific biomarker for breast cancer mm -hmm. um in um, one of the things that comes out of, of uh, treatment in, in breast cancer is, is a biopsy mm -hmm. to assess the uh, burden of the tumor. And um, it's a very uh, long process, and, and uh, with the, the way they do it, and the measure also they use is the cancer cellularity to assess how um, the, the burden. And, and one of the things that they do is they take the biopsy, they embed it in wax, they cut it thinly, stain it, and the pathologist has to look at that stain slide to come up with the biopsy. Right. So as you can imagine, it's a very time-consuming task mm -hmm. that um, that will uh, that that could be automated. Um, so. Uh, the the that that's the challenge that we participated in, and we um, so in in initially it was mainly taking a look at it was one engineer taking a look at the data and see what we could do with with the data, and we quickly realized that um, by um, we would we're going to need help mm -hmm. having we need the expert telling us how to recognize those cells uh so medical expert a medical expert okay. so uh that's when we decided to uh look at our contacts and and reach out to ut health science center to um to to find uh the two pathologists that were very kind and and dr brimhall and dr medina um, they welcomed us in their office and and they worked with us they we sat down with them for a couple hours and they taught us how to recognize the cells um, so it was a back and forth a uh, couple emails and and we were able to design a neural network an algorithm that was capable of um, of of uh, detecting the the cancer cells and when we submitted the algorithm, our algorithm ended up managed to play first in the entire national competition. So um, it, it it was amazing, right? Mm -hmm. And and it, I'll, I'll have to say that I'll give a lot of credit for our engineers that are very good and designed a, an algorithm that was. Uh, uh, that, that that performed really well, but I think the the secret sauce here was fusing that 
technical expertise in AI and the uh, expertise, the, uh, the medical uh, pathology expertise together to solve that particular problem. You explained that very well about bridging that gap. And I would imagine that SWERI is in a position to facilitate a lot of those types of partnerships and, um, you know, bridge gaps between like the medical community, for example, and a team of engineering experts. Are there any other examples of that recently that you think are good to point out? There's quite a few. We really do work to, to try to combine our expertise internally to solve technical challenges, but we also work with outside partners to do that. But internally, we've had examples where we were able to um, develop a new technique for destroying unknown hazardous chemicals in the field by using an internal combustion engine. So that only happens at Swery because we have yeah. the chemist and we have the automotive uh, expertise and the internal combustion engine expertise. We're also able to develop uh, an intranasal delivery device for an arsenic antidote that we had developed in our pharmaceutical area but the people who really had the expertise in the intranasal delivery device were people that were fuel injector experts. So those kinds of combinations of, of background and expertise, I think, are, are really exciting. Mm -hmm. So we try to encourage that interaction. We call it collisions, where we have people from our uh, fuels and lubricants division that might work with, with people in our pharmaceuticals area or intelligent systems. So those give us the unique results that really set the Institute apart from our competition. That's something that everybody can probably find interesting from an intellectual perspective, but when we think about just even the real world application, so say your project, for example, um, we can think, you know, this is a great achievement, this is very interesting, but tell me a little bit about how it's going to affect the lives potentially of patients or... Yeah, th this, is, this is huge, right? And being able to diagnose a... Uh, uh, quickly and um, and also make um, what is the best treatment for the patient, right? Mm -hmm. um, I, I like to give that, that example where um, can you imagine uh, 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 right now there are um, tools that are capable of detecting uh, uh, tuberculosis faster than, than a human expert. And, and the impact that this can have to uh, uh, the healthcare and the way we treat patients is huge. Uh, imagine being in an emergency room and you have uh, lines of people waiting to be treated, and the doctor has to look at uh, a lot of x-rays and, and having a tool, an AI tool that can come in and quickly look through those x-rays and tell the doctor exactly where there might be a problem, mm -hmm. then you have now the patient that can go in front of the line and be treated a lot faster. Mm -hmm. um, so there's really opportunity here for AI to help doctor diagnose quickly and do all of those very tedious, time-consuming tasks um, and leave more time for the doctor to really care about uh, their patients. And, and uh, I think that that's, that's key. Uh, and, and this particular example, and we're talking about um, uh, pathology, um, when, when a expert looks at cells through a microscope, they're looking at thousands and thousands of cells, which is, um, uh, and imagine the expert having to classify and, 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 and quantify those, those cells. This is a, a very tedious, time-consuming task that can be done a lot faster, more accurately by, by a uh, computer. Um, so uh, I, 
I think that it, it, most importantly is coming up with having a diagnostics that's given to you a lot faster, then uh, it, this is going to be key to saving more lives. The findings in this case, do they lead to any potential work that your team wants to do in the future? Um, does, the, does this project end right there or is this just the start of something? No, absolutely. We are, um, it, it was actually the start of, of sweary working in, in uh, digital pathology, but the connections that we've made, the, the doctors that we've been working with wanted to do a lot more work. They were, so we're interested in expanding uh, the algorithm to look at other type of cancer. So there are, thousands and thousands of similar problems. We were looking for one type of cancer, one type, one, one bio, type of biomarker, and one type of stains. So there are so many uh, other problems that are very similar that, that we would want to attack. So um, yes, we're looking at um, the, the, the breast path Q challenge was looking at, uh, at um, cancer cellularity and diagnostic cancer. Now the next step is taking a look at um, uh, looking at uh, now, uh, st w w one thing that they're doing is uh, they stain uh, uh, the cancer cell to to uh, co look at hormone receptor and determine what's the best treatment for for a patient. So we're we're and, and it's a very time consuming. Also, all done by uh, uh, by an, an expert, uh, which um, we're we're looking at automating a lot of that. What would you say are some of Swery's other significant milestones over the past few years that you'd want the community to know about? Well, right now we have a, a project where we're building the world's largest mobile robot, so that's pretty exciting. We um, have been responding to the, the recent threat of the pandemic uh, COVID-19 disease by identifying more than 100 drugs that have already been proven to be safe in humans we know through the computer modeling we've done that they'll, they'll bind to the virus. We don't know yet if they'll be effective in, in a, a ther as a therapy, either a prophylaxis before exposure or after exposure when somebody is sick. But we've taken that first step and identified a lot of compounds that at least have that potential. Then in space, we have a, another mission that will launch next year that will explore a part of the solar system that has never been explored before called the Trojan asteroids that are in Jupiter's orbit, but they're in two clusters, one ahead and one behind Jupiter. And uh, over the course of several years, the spacecraft will fly through those clusters and collect a lot of information about those particular uh, Trojan asteroids. Uh, and they're really, they've been there since the beginning of our solar system. So it will tell us a lot about how the solar system was formed. So we're excited about that. We are working on a transformational way to develop electricity through a new type of power plant. Instead of using water, which you boil and get steamed to drive through a turbine to produce electricity, we're using a different fluid. And uh, that fluid allows us to cut down the size of the power plant. The components are one-tenth the size of traditional power plants, and it produces the same amount of power. So what benefits or drawbacks are there to Swery's physical location being here in San Antonio? almost always struggle to hire mm -hmm. really good people. Mm -hmm. Right now we have about 200 openings that are, are unfilled. But what I like about that is it really encourages people to come to San Antonio that have these different technical skills. Yeah. Or more importantly, we're working with lots of different organizations in the city to build up those skill sets. Mm -hmm. So we work to try to encourage STEM education 
for everybody. And we also try to encourage them to, to pursue their higher educational goals. So incredible programs at the Institute are set up to do that. But I think what really the benefit of being in San Antonio is it's a great city mm -hmm. and that we have much like our, our multidisciplinary technical expertise, we have a multicultural city that is very welcoming and all these different perspectives and experiences that people have are right here in our city. And by being able to have a workforce that is as representative as we can make it of our city, it gives us even more creativity, it lets us find more innovative technical solutions to some of the most challenging problems from deep sea to deep space. This was Commerce Street, a podcast from Ken's 5 Eyewitness News. You can find more stories like this one on kens5.com. Thanks for listening.